You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter. Eric Crocker at Eric underscore Crocker. And a very special guest on this Wednesday episode. Another Winky Wednesday with Nicholas Winkler. Uh, Croc, before we bring Wink out, do you want to let the listeners know what you got going? Because you, you did the triple dip today with podcasting. I saw you on Croc Talk TV live earlier, then you did a fantasy show, and now you're doing the Locked On 49ers. So let the listeners know where they can get more Croc in their lives. Oh, yeah, man. Croc Talk TV on the YouTube channel. And now I was just uh, just kind of talking about, you know, staying the course sometimes. And, you know, when you're doing something that you strongly believe in, sometimes there are challenging moments. But if you push through those moments for something that you strongly believe in, then Good things would come out of it. And, you know, I'm out here in Arkansas. I'm building a 12,000-square-foot sports performance facility, and we broke ground today. They started doing the dirt work and everything to it. So I expect it to be up in a couple months. It doesn't take long once they start. But, uh, you know, it's been a long process, and this is a, a business plan I put together about four years ago. And now it's finally, you know, coming to uh, fruition. So uh, I'm extremely excited about that and all the things I can do in the facility, not just from a sports performance aspect, but for from a mentoring aspect and maybe using some resources I have and being able to get people in there and talk to the kids about all aspects of life, things that they might come across from finances, you know, like the financial side of things, credit, debt, uh, you know, the academics part of things, get some college coaches in there to talk to these kids about the importance of academics from a young age and uh, creating good habits. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this facility and, and kind of what is it going to be able to do to the, the Southeast Arc, uh, uh, area of Arkansas. And I, I got, you know, 45 minutes away from Mississippi, 45 minutes away from Louisiana. So probably get some of those kids as well and kind of be able to kind of put my mark on the area in, in a positive way. Absolutely. A rise athletics is what it's called. Right. And 12,000 yep. feet. That's massive. You're going you're gonna to be able to do like indoor football in there. Yeah. Yeah. Going to have a nice size turf field. Got a workout area. I also have some people coming in to, uh, do some uh, adult fitness, women's fitness, and then uh, competitive dance and cheer. So I'm covering all bases with this thing, man. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm a boss now. You know, Dude, I'm the I boss. I mean, living thing, that so. CEO life and you got to kick knowledge to the youngins as well as getting their footwork right. And maybe at some point I can fly into Arkansas and you can help out with like the maybe like a dad bod segment of Rise Athletics. Maybe <laughs> you guys that have picked up golf recently and help some of us out too. Yeah, or if, if I can't help, I'll definitely have somebody that can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I could even last five minutes uh, at, at Rise Athletics with the Crocker workout, it, I, I'd be very lucky there. All right, let's... Uh, My let's... wife hates it. My wife hates working out with me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, I like, what do people need trainers for? Like, of course, you're supposed to kind of hate it because I, I, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to push you outside of your comfort zone. If I just let you stay in your comfort zone, then you're going to get the same results you've always been getting. And that's not good enough, apparently, because that's why you want to keep working out. So, you know, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I that's got right. you, Brian. It's, it's supposed to hurt so good. Yeah, there we go. Pause. All right, let's talk Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, training camp opening press conference, some of the latest news, some roster moves, as well as all NFL teams now have reported to camp. And I believe some 49ers might start hitting the field, moving around a little bit as of today, this Winky Wednesday. And let's talk to today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. 
Wink, were you pumped to see him talking about being in camp and getting ready to go? And uh, there's, uh, I, I didn't even catch much of the George Kittle, but I know I saw a little bit of it, and he's bringing the energy, and everyone's pumped, and the, even the beat writers are pumped because they're back in-house there, and everything's not on Zoom now. So uh, I'm excited for this training camp to get going. It's going to be a fun one, and I think we got a lot of good nuggets here. So uh, I know you were pumped for it, Nick, when you saw what was going on. Uh, at Levi's Stadium with the interviews and and listening to Kyle Shanahan speak and I think we can take some things from this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how long has it been, right? The the end of Jan or beginning of January is when the 49ers season ended. So we we've had nothing but off season stuff to talk about. You know, some drafts and free agency. Yeah, that's just cool. But the season's actually getting started. You know, like they're reported, they're there, they're ready to go. You got Kyle talking about. I know who our quarterback is. There's no competition. Like dude, this is amazing. Like this is what you want. As a 49er fan, you want the season to start, and it officially has. Like, here we go. They're in-house. They're talking about their teammates. They're talking everybody up. You're hearing about the injuries, who's not on the injury list, who is on the injury list. It's, it's a very exciting time to be a fan. Absolutely, and I want to get to all those things in the quarterback competition. It's maybe not a competition. Let's get to those in a second, but I want to get this out of the way before I forget with some of the roster moves that happened today. We talked about... Uh, it was Eddie Yarborough, defensive end that the 49ers signed yesterday. Croc and I covered that one. They had worked out Anthony Zettel, former 49er. He's coming back again. They have signed him. So two new defensive ends have been added. They waived wide receiver Andy Jones, who they just added, I think, a few. I don't think he ever even practiced with the team, right? Because that was after OTAs that they signed Andy Jones, right. wasn't it? Or maybe they had him for a practice at the very end of, of those spring practices. Uh, officially, Jeff Wilson... With the knee injury, Tarverius Moore with his Achilles are going to go on the pup list. And actually, Jaquaski Tart might end up on the pup list too. He's got a toe injury, so he's not going to be practicing to start training camp. But I think the big one that is is worrisome still, we're not out of the woods yet with this COVID-19 stuff. The Niners have one. They have placed cornerback Emmanuel Mosley on the reserve COVID-19 list. Croc, we talked about it yesterday with the newly signed draft pick in Ambry Thomas, maybe having an opportunity to compete with Emmanuel Mosley, maybe just a few practices at the beginning of the camp is all he needs to get a little foothold and get going there and steal that away. And COVID-19 might be the culprit to allow him to do that. Hey, man, that's how it happens. You, you get an <laughs> opportunity, and sometimes guys take take a stranglehold on that opportunity and do not let go, especially when there's a guy that they drafted. They want to see him do well. Mm -hmm. So they want to let him, like, okay, you know, no pressure. You can, you're going to make a few mistakes or whatever, but we're going to get you going. And if they start seeing some positive things, now, all of a sudden, you have a competition. And, you know, I'd assume right now, just from the jump, you know, it was probably Mosley's spot to lose. But when, once you're not there, and Ambry Thomas, don't let him go out there and make a few plays because the coach is going to start looking at each other. And they'd rather go with this cheap four, uh, third-round guy that they're paying limited amount of money to, and they got him for the next four years and throw him out there and get that experience. They'll go with that. So uh, I think if I'm Mosley, I'm a little nervous right now, just a little bit. Let's get to this training camp presser because I think there was a ton to take away from it. Um, the big the big thing, obviously, being the quarterback competition. It's the biggest story uh, in 49ers camp. is the biggest story probably surrounding the 49ers in years. And Kyle Shanahan trying to squash it a little bit to start. Is, is this smart by him? What what The lie detector, if we're putting the lie detector on him, uh, Wink, what do you think? He said there is, quote, no open competition uh, as far as reps in camp. He said Jimmy is the one. Trey is the two. Whoever gives yeah. them the best chance to win will be the starter. He also said that. Uh, and the the big thing to me, though, or just go ahead. So first, just your initial thoughts when you heard him say that. No, no competition. 
Jimmy's one, Trey's two, period. What are your thoughts there? Is that a big-time coach speak by Kyle Shanahan, or do you believe that? He's rolling with his guy, right? I mean, Jimmy was his guy. They brought him in. They traded for him. They, they, you know, he took him to a Super Bowl. He's the, he's their guy right now. That's what you got to say. You don't want to put too much pressure on Trey Lance when you've got a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo in house, a guy who is a leader. So you, you hear that, and then you immediately hear the backtrack, like the well, whoever gives us the best chance to start, you know. So he he gave himself the out that he needed just in case Trey Lance comes out and just looks the part, you know. He looks better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I just I can't imagine if there's not an injury that it's not Jimmy Garoppolo week one because he's your guy. He, he, he just, unless he gets out there, but even if he throws six interceptions in a row, like that's happened in the past and he went to the Super Bowl. So with no injury, Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. I like that he, the Shanahan's behind him. He's given him that, that support that, that as the veteran, you probably deserve, right? I mean, they, they gave this guy a bunch of money a couple of years ago. And then this, then they tried to get Tom Brady last off season, you know, and then they tried to get Matt Stafford and then they did try that. So at some point, you got to give some confidence to your guy, right? And th- what better way to do it than day one reporting to camp? He's our guy. Yeah, it sounds like uh, he's like, oh yeah, Jimmy, don't pay attention to all that stuff. You're like, yeah. you're probably like the best quarterback ever, and no rookie could ever beat you out. So don't worry about us trying to get every single quarterback that yep. could have been available, then trade in the future to to move up to get a guy who played one year of one double A football. Croc, what do you think? Uh, does that pass the smell test for you? Because if you just read the tea leaves and you don't listen to words, you look at actions, Jimmy Garoppolo is not Kyle Shanahan's guy, right? Ah, man. My thought process on that is really along the lines of what he's been saying this whole time, right? And it has been that there's no competition until there is a competition. <laughs> so, yes, on, was it, July 27th or, you know, 28th when you guys listen to this, there is no quarterback competition. Jimmy Garoppolo's rolling with the ones. And Trey Lance is rolling with the twos. But by August 3rd, that could be different. If they're and, and he said it too, they've only seen Trey Lance for seven practices. Like that is nowhere near enough to make this a legit quarterback competition, especially when you have a guy like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who has led this 49ers team to a Super Bowl, who has won more games than he's lost when he started, and he's winning at a high percentage. So, yeah, there is no quarterback competition right now. But let it start looking a little weird. Let him throw those five straight interceptions, and you got Trey Lance in there, and he's looking solid and looking like he has something that he can kind of build on as of right now. And then all of a sudden, well, it wasn't a quarterback competition, but it is now. So if I had to bet money, I'd say, you know, I lean more towards Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing six straight interceptions in the practice, which is still kind of mind-boggling and crazy to me. But – if something like that were to happen and you start to see encouraging signs, or not even to that extent, but you're, extent, but you're seeing these encouraging signs from Trey Lance, there will be a quarterback competition from that standpoint. But as of right now, he's not lying. I think he's telling the truth. There is no quarterback competition right now. Okay, more on this. I think there's some things we can read between the lines. He went on and, and said more about Jimmy Garoppolo, what he saw from him in the spring, what he expects from Jimmy. He talks about Stafford, the quarterbacks he was looking at. Um, there's notes on Bosa for Jalen Hurd and some of the injured players that the 49ers currently have. And even they went into some detail about the Buckner decision and they tied that in with the Warner decision. So we'll get into all that stuff and see if we have time for some listener questions coming up on this winky Wednesday. I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about bet online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything, major league baseball, NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, 
even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games. UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available. They've got lines on it at Bet Online. You've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams. Over-under win totals on your favorite team. Rookie of the year. MVP and Super Bowl champion. So, uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online. Your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys. So, Jimmy is the one, Trey Lance is the two to open camp. Mm-hmm. But Trey Lance can't even be the two if he's not signed yet. John Lynch was asked about uh, Trey Lance, and uh, he said that he was optimistic that that was going to get done very mm-hmm. soon. But if it doesn't get signed today, then he's not going to be on the field tomorrow when normal workouts start to begin with everybody Thursday. Um, and I think everybody's waiting on Zach Wilson, who also hasn't signed the number two pick. And I believe they have the same agent. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it's the same agency that represents Zach Wilson, the two, second pick, and Trey Lance, the third pick. The only two rookies in the NFL I think that haven't signed yet. And it's all about those those pesky offsets and contract language. And it's such a small thing, but it's like the only haggling point in NFL rookie contracts now because everything's slotted and you know what it's going to be. So we'll see if uh, they play hardball. Let's see what happens with Wilson. If the Jets cave, then maybe the 49ers are like, okay, he got it, so you'll get it. And if the Jets don't cave and, Jet, and Wilson signs, then that will mean that uh, Trey Lance will sign and not get those offsets. And, and offsets are essentially if you – and this is the other thing is like imagine if he didn't – if he got cut before the end of his rookie contract, right? Because that's what it's all about. Offsets are if you cut a player and he goes inside and somewhere else, you don't have to pay him anymore because the other team's paying him, you know? So you, the, 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 those guarantees, there's offsets in the, in the contracts. Um, and usually teams obviously don't want to do that because if you do have to cut a guy, you don't want him to earn from you and then also earn from his other contracts. So, um, that's the only haggling point and that's what's going on right now. So we'll see what happens and hopefully it's not a holdout. And, and John Lynch was talking about how he's never had a holdout. I don't expect it to be a thing, but we'll see how long that goes. And it hurts Zach Wilson, who's got no competition to be the starter in New York. It definitely hurts Trey Lance in his quest to make it a competition with the San Francisco 49ers. But here was my takeaway with Kyle Shanahan's comments on the no open competition thing because he talked about reps. And that's where, like, look, for the for the media, it's super smart. This is what you have to say. There's no competition. Let's keep, uh, you know, keep it as as minimal as possible as far as, you know, is it a competition? Try to keep the the spotlight as dim as possible for your rookie, for your team. And I think it's a smart way to go about it. And Jimmy's the veteran and he's the starter. But if Kyle Shanahan mentioned reps, if Trey Lance, who we, we've talked about how little he's played, if he's not getting a bunch of reps, and look, there's four quarterbacks in camp. So if Jimmy Garoppolo's getting all the, the starters reps, and usually they, they get a lot compared to what the backup is going to get, then the rest of the reps in camp are split between three guys, between Lance and two other guys. That's going to make it even more difficult for Lance to even show that it could be a competition and might even just be a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in a certain way that 
it has to be Jimmy because Lance doesn't have enough reps to even make it a competition. And so that's where I think it gets a little bit dicey because Kyle was talking about reps. And if Lance isn't going to be getting reps, we'll find out if it's a competition if they're sharing starters reps. And it sounded right. like from Kyle Shanahan that they're not going to be handling starters reps. So that might make it even a little bit more difficult for Trey. Maybe this is truly a, a sit and watch season for him. I, the, the reps are going to come in. I mean, you, well, I don't know if you guys have been at the training camp practices, but there are a good amount of reps. I, I think it's going to be just something that we heard about during uh, OTAs where just Jimmy and Trey got all the reps. And if that's the case, then there's a good amount of reps. I remember being at training camp and the reps were split between Garoppolo, CJ Beathard, and Nick Mullins. I think right now they're kind of cutting out that third guy to give their young guy as many right. reps as possible. So I, I think that they're going to continue with whatever they kind of went with in OTAs. I could see that continuing to go as they build on their, for their young guy. Yeah, but you got to know that first time that Trey Lance runs out there with the ones and takes a snap. Boom, 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 boom. Pictures oh, everywhere, yeah. and the media explodes. And, and that's how we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out because the media is going to be there watching, and if they're splitting reps, then it's like, okay, they have a competition because they're splitting reps. Now, if, right. if Garoppolo's getting a ton of reps and the other three are splitting the rest of them, then that'll tell a different story. So I think um, Kyle can say one thing, but we're, we're all going to know exactly what the score is, and we're going to know how well they're playing, and we're going to see what Trey Lance does in the preseason. But to me, if you're trying to develop a young quarterback, the reps is the thing that Trey Lance needs. So get him all the reps you can. That, that would be almost malpractice, right, to a certain extent, if Trey Lance isn't getting as many reps as you could possibly give a backup quarterback, even if Jimmy is the one that you're trying to get ready to start the season. Yeah, I think you know what you got with with Rosen and, and what, who's the who's the fourth again? Uh, I can never even remember. Peterman? No, no, it is uh, now uh, Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Yeah, I mean, come on, these, these guys aren't the future of the 49ers, and they know that. So I think that it, it, as soon as Trey signs, I think he's running the twos. I think he, I think you're going to see a big split between them, maybe a little bit between Sudfeld and and Rosen there at the end of practice. But no, I can't imagine they get too many. So here's the other thing, and so well, basically Rosen and Sudfeld are at best, trying to prove they deserve to be a backup to Trey Lance next year when Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Right. But you're not going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $26 million or whatever whatever his cap number is or whatever you would save from trading or cutting him. You're not going to pay him that to be the backup. So that can't be the plan. So, you know, all this whole time, the plan hasn't couldn't have ever been because it just doesn't make any sense. And, and they're too smart to say, hey, we want to pay a backup $26 million a year. So... For that reason, I've heard people say that maybe this is the 49ers trying to pump up the trade value of Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think the 49ers are still in interested in trading Jimmy Garoppolo? Or don't you think they would have done this in January, February, March when they knew they were going to move on at quarterback? I, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a market, especially right. after a certain point. I don't think there's a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think the rest of the NFL values Garoppolo as much as 49er fans value him. I, I remember talking about when it was uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, when he got traded for like a six-round pick. And I was like, that's not good because I don't think that his value is that much less than Jimmy Garoppolo's. And I got killed for that. Well, he hasn't led a team to a Super Bowl and stuff. But I'm like, well, Tim's seen him play. Yeah, he's average to very regular. but Six-round pick for him, a quarterback with all that starting experience and, you know, can win some games here and there. Led the the Saints in the year 5-0 and when he replaced uh, Drew Brees. So 
I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who has been injured far too much and still is kind of, you could tell he's kind of a run game uh, heavy with how they played him. I didn't think that his value was that much. So I think right now it's smart to play it this way. It's smart to have, you know, pump up the value of Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, he's our guy and he's doing, oh man, he's doing amazing in training camp, doing all these things. But let a team have an injury at quarterback and, and and he'll be on he'll be out of Santa Clara so fast. Yeah, so you said I, it. I, I I I do think that there's something to it where yeah, of course they would love to have Jimmy Garoppolo. They can win with him. They know what they're gonna get from him. But the moment his value goes up and they can get a good return for him, he will be out of here. <laughs> and he makes more than Teddy. Bridgewater too and and that's the thing no team is going to want to pay what Jimmy makes currently the 49ers aren't going to want to pay what Jimmy makes currently if he's the backup so if Trey Lance comes out and wins a job whether whether it's week four or week one or day three of training camp after he finally signs his contract the 49ers are going to ask him to take a pay cut and if they if and if they did get offers and a team wanted to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo that team would be asking to restructure that contract and and inform to take a pay cut because I think they would like him to make a lot less money than he does. And um, if they were going to move Garoppolo, they they would have needed to do it when a lot of teams are trying to figure out their quarterback situation, you know, pre-free agency time. And the 49ers might have had that opportunity, and and that and that, that ship has sailed. So I just don't see at all any market for Garoppolo. So I, I fully believe the 49ers, when they say they want to carry him, and they went to ownership to make sure they could carry that contract because they want to make sure they have a good starter if the rookie's not ready. Yeah, and, and I don't even think that Trey Lance has to win the job. I, I I think he just has to show some signs that are a little promising. And if he does that, I think they'd be willing to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't think it has to be, whoa, man, he's just balling in training camp and Jimmy Garoppolo is not. Let's trade Jimmy G. I think it just has to be, hey, can our rookie look good? And do we see him trending in uh, upward trajectory? And if that's the case, even if he hasn't outright won the job yet, they'd still be more inclined to trade Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. Yeah, you need a team that that's, has Super Bowl aspirations, that lose that quarterback, that need that guy that can lead their team, and then they come and they're desperate, and they're offering a lot for Jimmy G. I think that's the only way that Jimmy G leaves town. And there's not we, many we of saw those. It, we saw it with the Minnesota Vikings and yeah. Teddy Bridgewater when he went down, right? Bridgewater went down, bl- completely blew his knee out. Was Sam Bradford at that time a first round? Uh, <laughs> did he have first round value? Hey, nope. no, man, oh, nobody no. was wanting to trade a first round for Teddy Bridgewater. But I mean, for uh, 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 Sam Bradford, but you lose your quarterback, exactly, and you want to go to the playoffs and you want to keep your team together. Oh, oh you know what? Sam Bradford is looking kind of good right now, you, <laughs> and I'm gonna need a first round pick. You want my quarterback? We need a first, and I think I could see something like that mm-hmm. uh, playing out for Jimmy Garoppolo. Value yeah. goes a lot. Value goes up big time when a team needs you. And it's even hard to find a team like that because most of the teams that are competitors don't have a lot of cap room. So they couldn't even fit Garoppolo in either. So that's the Good other point. part of this. It's, uh, I just I don't see a scenario right now that, that has Garoppolo on another team and gets the 49ers back something in trade. But who knows? Something could change this offseason and maybe Trey is the one that forces that because he's just that good and he's that ready. I mean, we're still talking quarterbacks here. I've got more notes on just the quarterback stuff and more thoughts there. We might have to push some of these other storylines into later in the week. Luckily, we are here every day for you on Locked On 49ers. Let's finish up this Winky Wednesday episode next. Since it's looking like we're not going to get to any listener questions with the three of us long-winded going on and on about this quarterback non-competition, 
I want to shout out a listener, Golfing Bard, who said, at BD Peacock, shot one of my best rounds of golf today, and I started it with a built bar. Coincidence? I think not. I'm with you, Bard. I do not think that that was a coincidence at all because I've done it multiple times myself, whether it's to start off your round or it's at the turn before the back nine. Don't go get a sausage roll at the turn before the 10th hole. Just grab a build bar. Get that protein and that'll power you through. You'll feel a lot better. You'll feel a lot lighter and you will produce at the level that you want on the back nine and be satisfied in your tummy while you're doing it because not only are they high in protein, low in sugar, high fiber, built Bars also taste fantastic and are covered in 100% real delicious chocolate. So get yourself a healthy snack at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Again, LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Can a rookie even be ready to go beat out a good veteran? We saw it with Tua last year and what Fitz was able to do there and just prove that it's it's hard for a rookie to come in and play. And there was the Tyrod Taylor plan and Justin Herbert turned out was ready to play, but he was forced into action, might not even got that opportunity early in the year if there wasn't some freak accident. But he started for three years in a Power 5 conference. Joe Burrow was like 24 years old as a rookie. Trey Lance was 20 when he was drafted. One year, double-A football, we keep talking about that, but it's, it's a real thing, and you have to wonder how difficult that jump is going to be. Then, Kyle told a story about where he told Jimmy and OTAs there's no rookie that's going to come in here and take your job if you're on top of your game. And Kyle talked about how Garoppolo shined in OTAs. He loved the way he carried himself. He was sharp and aggressive, and the ball came out with timing. Heaped praise on Garoppolo in those ways. And I kind of half believe him, and I half don't. But at the same time, it is a rookie. And I'm kind of with Kyle on the notion that if Garoppolo's playing his best ball, it is going to be hard for any rookie because, and especially a rookie with Trey Lance's resume to be ready because it's hard to be ready for Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's, it's hard for rookie quarterbacks to be ready in week one. And most guys who get run out there in week one aren't quite ready, but the teams are in a spot where they can let a guy learn on the job. If you want to go win a Super Bowl, you're probably not as willing to let a rookie go learn on the job. Well, my question would be, or my pushback, what is Jimmy Garoppolo's best ball, right? Like, can, can he never showed like high level play consistently. We've seen games where he played very well in games that come to my mind, like the, when the, when the Cardinals, you know, 49ers came back against the Cardinals, he played extremely well, uh, especially down the stretch, even though he threw two late interceptions in that game, but play well there. The Saints game, the Saints a lot of people kind of point to that. Say. And we mm-hmm. saw him even get a lot of help. Was it, uh, Emmanuel Sanders threw a touchdown to Raheem Mostert, so there was some help there. He had to throw a deep ball. Emmanuel Sanders kind of bailed him out, caught the ball, threw the DB down, ran off for a touchdown. So statistically, he still threw an interception that game. But what is Garoppolo's best football? And even if we've seen it for a game, I think consistently you've seen a lot of up and downs in games, but still able to pull out a win. So what, what I, I don't know, what, what does it look like? his best football, because I don't think for any games he ever just completely put that together. Maybe the Halloween night game against Arizona where he had like four touchdown passes uh, and that game he played very well. I don't know if he ever played that well in any other game. You know what's funny? There was one little slip, and that's the thing with Kyle Shanahan is sometimes he tells you what he really thinks 
with like two words that's not the big quote that ends up in the, in the newspapers. When he talked about Garoppolo and he said that there's no rookie that's going to come in here and take your job if you're on top of your game, right after that he said, and I think Jimmy's on his way to that. He didn't say Jimmy he didn't right. say Jimmy's on top right. of his game. So 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 I think Kyle expects the best Jimmy yet to come and I think that's maybe your answer, Crock. I think we all yeah, do, right? But that's what I'm saying like it, it, what is Jimmy's best? So it's like, what is Jimmy on top of his game? He's saying, he's saying we haven't seen that. that that's right. what he's saying. So he's he is maybe anticipating that. And I'm probably going to get killed by 49er fans for the way I'm kind of getting at him. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. He's a fine quarterback. I think he's a, a solid starting NFL quarterback. 49ers winning some games with him. But I, I don't think he's just this guy that's irreplaceable. You got to hope. And even him, even Shanahan saying it this way, like, I, I think the best is yet to come. That means you don't, you don't even know what he is. And he's been on your team for four years. That's why well, they're trying to replace to him. I mean, that's the – look, all you have to do to know how Kyle truly feels about Jimmy is look at – and he he let it slip. He talked about a little nugget about that, that they were looking at Deshaun Watson. Obviously, before Deshaun Watson's stuff all went down, and they're like, well, we can't give up our three draft picks for that. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he said he heard it was available, looked at the film – Got excited about it, woke up, and he's on the Rams. So that was frustrating for them there. And so they were looking for ways to replace him. And then they then he's like, okay, well, we lost out on that one. Can't trade for Watson. We're ready to give up all these draft picks. Let's go up and, and get one of these guys that we like in the draft because we like them a lot. And there's enough teams like quarterbacks. We don't know if they're all going to get there. So let's go, let's go do that even though we don't really have to. I mean, that's... That's telling you right there how the 49ers feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. But the other thing is you got to follow the money. And they were willing to pay him what they're paying him. And I don't think any GM worth their stripes would be willing to say, look, you're trying to move off of this guy. If you really don't like him, he's getting replaced. We got to get out from under this contract, even if we don't get a draft pick at all, a sixth round pick, whatever we get, we got to get rid of this because it's silly to tr- pay him $26 million. Let's fold it over into the 2022 cap and, and then we can sign another player. That's, that's an extra, you know, Fred Warner signing there for a season and more. So for that reason, they're still paying him. And, and so you got to follow the money a little bit too. And so that's where some of the things just don't quite add up because they're trying to replace him, but they still are paying him a ton of money to be the, Number one for now, but maybe the number two, and so that's where the questions start to arise for me. I, I think it, that's just the, that's the safe thing to do. Ideally, you still don't want to pay him that much money, but that's what his contract is, right? If they loved him so much, the contract wouldn't be structured the way it is to where for the last couple of years they don't owe him any money if they cut him, right? Mm-hmm. So they they want it out in this contract, right? But the way it's kind of playing out, you you have to like I think you'd be almost foolish to just completely move on from from Garoppolo and not know at all what you're going to get from the overall uh third overall pick and if you need him to you know give him more time to try to improve I think in theory he can you know he can come in and play well but man we don't know but you do know what you're going to get from J- Jimmy Garoppolo even if it's not what Kyle Shanahan says is his best ball that is yet to come you still know at the end of the day I can win games with him and I can go to the Super Bowl with him so there's value in that and I think that's where the the money comes in they don't need it right now they were able to sign everybody back and restructure things and get Warner's deal done and and Trent Williams and all these other guys the highest paid at their position and he's still making that money so they, they don't need him gone but it's like all right like yeah that's that's where I'm at with that <laughs> how about this this just came to me you see the late breaking news here before we recorded Xavier Howard, the cornerback from the Dolphins, released a statement he wants to be traded. What about some insurance f- 
for Tua in Miami since they're not paying Tua that much. You trade Jimmy Garoppolo as part of a package to bring back Xavier Howard to play cornerback for the 49ers. And that coaching staff came from New England when they had Jimmy Garoppolo and drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. So they might like him a lot. Maybe if Tua falters, maybe if Tua gets hurt even again and he had that hip thing, or maybe if they just want another veteran there. Uh, and have a similar dichotomy to what the 49ers are doing and maybe mess with his contract. What do you think? Xavier uh, Howard to the 49ers, Nick, Croc, either one of you guys like that one? I think it would have to be some sort of holdout situation early on for Howard. And then, yeah, like you said, something to happen to Tua and, and for anything like that to go down. I just, I, I Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I wouldn't, if I'm, if I'm Miami, I wouldn't put him behind my, quarterback right i mean he's probably already having that um what do you call it the post uh what psd what, what psd PTSD? Is that what from when the people post-traumatic from stress yeah he's probably having that from having uh uh fizz magic behind him and getting pulled <laughs> anytime a game wasn't going their way so then you want to trade for a 27 million dollar quarterback and be like, oh no don't worry he's just he's just there just because you know we wanted to get rid of xavier howard like nah man like that's not going to go over well so i i'd assume that they'd be out on, on, on that whole thing, getting Jimmy Garoppolo in there. And it seems like so far, the guys that have coached Jimmy Garoppolo don't want him back. Like, the, the Patriots have had opportunities to get him. They didn't go get him. The, but there was, wasn't, uh, the there a, Texans, wasn't there a report, these- though, in, this, in, uh, in the wintertime before the Pats brought back Cam Newton that they did talk to the 49ers? And that's why that's, the 49 and the 49ers said no. But the 49ers are trying so hard to replace Jimmy. That's the one I don't get. How come Garoppolo's not currently a New England Patriot if the Pats were trying to trade for Jimmy G in like January and February? That's, they probably that's came the one at thing him with like a, a sixth round pick or something, you know? It's just like, no, come on, don't lowball us. We know what we've got here. And the 49ers, I think, like, again, they had to try to see how the whole thing played out with what they were able to right. get in the draft. Because say you weren't able to trade up for a quarterback and you know, maybe quarterbacks were taken sooner. You never know how the whole thing would have kind of played out with Fields or or uh, Mac Jones lasted to 12. I mean, you, you kind of don't know. So would you want to go into the draft blind and not have a Jimmy Garoppolo on your roster? I, you know, that, I that's, that's really iffy. I would, but I'm a gambler that way. The other thing is, too, and I think this is the one thing the 49ers skipped on if I had to – because I've talked about how they, they didn't need to give up what they gave up at the time they did to go up and get, and that obviously proved to be true. If you're willing to give up three first-round picks, you can do whatever you want in this league. You can go get almost any player from any roster if you're willing to give up that much. So if the 49ers made the decision in March, it's like, hey, we were going to do this for Deshaun. Can't go there. We were going to give up a lot from Stafford. He's on the Rams now. We know we're willing to give up all these picks we're going to trade up in the draft whether we do it tomorrow or whether we do it on draft night we'll be able to go up and get one of these five quarterbacks if we truly like all of them I think that's if they couldn't see that that was a possibility then that's on them and that was you know a flaw in their logic in my opinion right I can agree with that but that's if they had already mentally moved away from Jimmy Garoppolo if they truly believe Garoppolo is so good it's just the health thing and they need him to win games early in the season. They want to win a Super Bowl. They need to win the first half of the year when Trey Lance is not ready. It's a lot to give up. They gave up so much for Lance, paying so much for Garoppolo, but they're paying a lot of that for security. And I guess, um, and it would seem everything points to that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan really are willing to overpay right now for that security at quarterback to know that they have a guy they trust now 
and know that they have a high upside guy for later. Yeah, not just security. Also, you got to think that it'll probably be good for Lance to sit there for a little while, right? And watch a guy who has been in this offense for years now that probably knows it inside and out. I mean, it's good for every quarterback. And so part of that, I do believe when Kyle says, you know, a rookie should not be able to come in and and take your job. But that being said, this guy's talented. Maybe this rookie can come in and take his job. So that's, (laughs) I think, what we're going to find out over the course of the next few months. There was more notes from the press conference I want to get to that we didn't get to today. So we'll have to get to it next time. Croc and I will try to hit some of your training camp questions. Hit us at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink on Twitter. It always goes so fast, Nick. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again here on Locked On 49ers. Maybe we'll just have to start doing it twice a week. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. I'm always available. All right. I love it. I know you're always there for us. Uh, Croc, thanks for doing your third podcast of the day. <laughs> yeah, and the grind don't stop oh dude i know you are a grinder that's why i wanted croc as part of this podcast because i know it never stops with him and thanks everybody for listening be back tomorrow right here locked on 49ers see ya